Welcome back to the 31st episode of the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast, heading into game week five after the wildcard massacre of the past week. Last week, we suggested that you all wildcard and make changes to your teams to benefit from the price rises and very, uh, very more impressive early performers. This week, we're going to ask the question, was it all really worth it? Welcoming back all the way from the South Coast, the man who is very happy with a penalty decision, Ken to the Iceman. Yeah, hi Pete. Welcome back, sir. And a man slightly more bitter about that penalty decision going against his team, although we all know that Giroud was found in the box, Mr. Parker. Same old Arsenal. Hi, guys. And uh, in the absence of comedy man Woodsy and the sensible straight-talking beard, we welcome back the man from Oz, the man on his commute. It's Reese. Good day. Is that the gentle chirping of birds I can hear in the Australian backdrop? <laughs> if you might be confusing that or the train that's about to come into the station, but let's just say it's because of the huge distances that they're easily confused. I would suggest so. We live a very sheltered life over here. You really are in the, uh, the great outdoors. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. There she be. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, is that your train just left the station? No, that is my train pulling in. Um, I'll be jumping on it now and then... Please, please, please don't miss it at our expense, although that would be very funny. Now, chaps, no. last week, lots of action in uh, FPL. First of all, let's go around and have a little look at how our teams did. I'm going to come to you first of all, Parker. How was your game week? Um, let me start off by airing some frustration. <laughs> I did not realise that it's 11.30 cut-off now, so I played my wild card in the game week, transferred some players in to make a profit, was making the changes last minute, and then it timed me out before I confirmed my changes. So I was left with the team that I put in to make money. That now, I did luck out a little bit. I locked out a little bit because I had a, a Ibrahimovic's cap and I had Kapoor Salim, who got me 13. If I'm being honest, I probably wouldn't have Amazing. had him in my starting 11. But I did have Antonio and Lukaku in my starting 11. So a very frustrating week and genuinely frustrated by the whole situation but I ended up with 35 points so it could have been a lot worse uh, pretty much Ibrahimovic and Kampue and it's got me one or two points so fail all round so not a particularly positive week for you Parker unfortunately what, what happened with the the wild card I thought you'd be solid on that decision and since when has it been at quarter to 12 I thought it was 11.45 no that was half well, no, 11 wasn't clearly, it clearly not always even last year no, it's mm, always been half eleven. You, you literally steam steamrolled multiple leagues last year. You must know this. It, it sounds like he's just making excuses because I think I saw him drinking <laughs> an occasional beer, which he very rarely does. It sounds just like a, a massive stream of bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we'll see. We shall see. So, but as as usual, a little bit of luck there for you, Parker. So you survived the week. What about you, Iceman? How did you get on? Yeah, mine was pretty promising. I also played my wild card, so I had Antonio, Ibrahimovic, Lukaku, Benteke, all scoring quite high. Also had Baines at the back, got me an eight. But yeah, it was it was Lukaku who kind of saved my week, because without him, I wouldn't have hit a high score of um, 61. So yeah, I've gone up our league and up overall to 135,000. Nice jump for you then. That's a very decent score. The uh, the highest this week being 131, so you must be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, pretty happy. Well, I also did fairly decent myself. My wildcard team, which I was looking at value-wise, actually made me about 0.6.7 million. So I was quite happy with my price rises for this week and oh, my well, planning for your, the future. Um, what's your value at the moment? Hundred point seven. Oh, right. Plus, I've got one. I've got one point four in the bank. Oh, nice. Um, so, a bit of bit of financial planning as usual for me there. Now, um, on the pitch, actually, for change, I can report a fairly decent week. I had Firmino in midfield. I had De Bruyne in midfield. Uh, I had Costa up front. Otherwise, the performances and the rest of the team were fairly weak. Now, I know you're all dying to know what's hidden my bench this week and i can tell you there is a 13 points kapue sat plumb in the middle of my substitutes doing absolutely nothing for me so once again big points on my bench uh, this is becoming a regular feature uh, I, I hope to sort the situation sooner rather than later but it, it just seems to keep happening so my flop of the week was sanchez captaincy two points thanks very much for that one arsene much appreciated <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, we all had a bit of a flop. I uh, flopped with Hazard as well, only scoring me two points. But I do think there's quite a lot of people that had Kapoe on their bench. Whoever played him either did a Lloyd and just forgot about their team and left him in the starting lineup. Well, do you know what? I've actually got to the point of which now I'm thinking of uh, playing him against Man United because he seems to be becoming fixture-proof. 
Well, yeah, his stats are really low, so I can't see that being sustainable for the rest of the season. I don't know, but Agarlo and Dini look pretty good, and if he's playing off then potentially some goals there? Maybe, but I can't see it. Am I clutching at straws? Well, I I think it's got to end at some point, but he has scored three and assisted one in four games, so at the moment you've just got to put him in just because of the form is unbelievable. Can I ask you, James, at this point last season you actually subbed out Mares and he went on to have the season he did uh, is, <laughs> is was, Kapuwe yeah. going to be that player um, I won't be subbing him out I don't think I'll be starting him although I found out tonight that Wilcott is injured so I might have to start him I might be forced to because I've already played my wild card I do want to save a couple of chances for Aguero um, so yeah I might have to ok interesting well we'll see what develops on that front in your panels pick but just finally I'm going to head down to Australia now Reese, how'd you get on? Um, I probably had one of my worst ever weeks in fantasy football since beginning the game and was saved only by one person in my fantasy football. I had 12 In the entire time you've been playing? In the entire time. I had 12 points before uh, my last fixture and I had three players to play, they being Williams, Barkley and, of course, Lukaku, who I capped in as a legendary decision. Um, And then I managed to scrape back up to 55 points. So from 12 to 55 um, it wasn't a perfect week, far from it, but it kept me alive and moved me up in a lot of other leagues. So I was really happy because I could have been dead in the water. It was just a case of whether if, if people had Lukaku, they were always going to jump up because not many people had him in the league. So I think that goes for all leagues and anybody's bagging hat-tricks for fun. Um, so it was good payback considering it was Lloyd who suggested him to me as well. So I was super happy with that. Tosser. <laughs> A very rare occasion where Everton saves everyone's game week. Um, Speaking of everyone, Parker, can you tell us about our top ten? Yes, I can. So, I can't find it. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Sorry. So, yeah, top ten. So, in tenth is Martin Lisval. Ninth is Belal Ahmed. Eighth is Brian Carey. Seventh is Anton Torsen. Uh, Sixth is Sam Damon. Fifth is John Richards. Fourth is FPL Forecast. Third is Martin Holmgren. Second is Edward Pickford. And first is Espen Anderson, who got 95 points this week. Well, well done. Oh, nice. That's yeah, very, he, uh, very, very strong he returns. Lukaku as well. Had Benteke, Ibrahimovic, Firmino, Cazola, Walker, Baines. Wow, very strong. Very high indeed. That's, that's a great turnout. I am in the, it, it, meanwhile, I'm 188th in that league, so not doing quite so well myself this year. <laughs> Is that up from last week? Yeah, I was about 90th. Yeah, 35 killed me this week. So. I'd be more upset Very that decent. your younger. I'd be more upset that your younger brother overtook you in our family league, Lloyd, as well. So that's uh, embarrassing for you. Oh, family it, league, <laughs> but. The one thing I'll say is that he'll definitely forget it when he's out on the razzle-dazzle one night. and I'll go <laughs> You hope. You hope. Oh, mate, I know. I know. People say a lot of bad things about FPL, but one thing I won't have said is that it doesn't cater to families everywhere. Well, we've created a family group, first time that we've ever done that, and Lloyd's girlfriend is bottom of the pile. Um, so that's another kidney punch right there. His <laughs> mum, though, his mum was in fifth place. Um, there's, I think there's 11 participants. Alwyn Parker was smashing it up in fifth place, only to be overtaken by my partner, who's jumped into top five. So that's good news. Well, I would have a family league, but unfortunately, the only family I have is the Iceman. So we can't really do that. So <laughs> lovely to hear you're all getting together and doing this. Now, lads... I'm going to move this on to, to panel's picks because we've got the fallout of the Champions League from this week. We've had a big weekend of wild carding. I'm going to come to the Iceman first. Who is your panel's pick for this week? My panel's pick is probably more of an obvious one. Romelu Lukaku. He never scored since March and he obviously got three goals last night. I actually haven't seen the goals and I haven't seen the games. But I'm just looking at his stats now and he hit uh, nine attempts on goal and you know eight of them were in the box. And obviously he scored from three of them. Looking at his stats before, he had amazing underlying stats. Uh, he just 
didn't actually score any goals. So it was always going to come, and against Sunderland, against Pickford, doesn't look that secure in Sunderland's goal. I think Romelu is definitely a shout going forward now. He is in my team, and you can see him scoring a few goals against Middlesbrough uh, next week at home. I, I think that's an obvious and a great shout. Uh, Reese Lloydy, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, obvious, good shout. I had suggested him a couple of weeks before, uh, but didn't put him in, so good news. So yeah, I hope everyone <laughs> cashed in on that one. Yeah. I was going to say, I was just thinking when he scored that hat trick, I thought, do you know what, Lloyd, he's come up trumps there, but he's benefiting. But you didn't, you didn't follow up your pitch. Where, where are you nah, going to? Where you going to put him in if you uh, sorted out your wild card? Yeah, he was in my starting eleven, mate. As he, I told he you, was. He, I can just interject and say that he definitely was in his plans because that's who suggested him to me. I took his advice, juggling up between him and Kane because <laughs> of the fixtures. And then Joy Lloyd actually didn't put him in, and I got a hat trick. Just think, make sure that I rub that in. I think, I think that's a lesson to everyone: just make sure you sort your team out way before the deadline. Don't leave it until like half eleven. Uh, do you know? I, I was wondering what was distracting Parker this year, as he hasn't jumped straight back to the top of the league. But th- this family league and this family banter does appear to be having an effect. It, I don't think it's that, boys. As much as we'd like to attribute that to his downfall and his failure. I know that, as you said, he met up with some friends. So I think he actually had two lagers, and that's really messed with his mojo. So um, if we want to keep this up with Lloyd doing crap in Fancy League, I think just get round his house and give him a shandy bass, and, and then he'll soon struggle because he quite clearly can't handle his bevy <laughs> and the Fancy League at the same time. We are actually going up to his this weekend, so hopefully um, yeah, we'll, we'll put a few, a few drugs in his drinks just to really muck it up. And that just to, just to say, we don't. Just uh, we we had a disclaimer. Please, we don't condone the use of drugs, spiking, or any kind of rohypnol act <laughs> on this podcast. But hypothetically speaking, that might be a way you might stop Parker from from winning the league. Uh, the other okay, thing so, I'd say, guys, is uh, don't buy drugs. Become a rock and roll star, and they give you to for free. Thanks very much, Bill Nye, <laughs> for that one. <laughs> Very strong. So, Romelu Lukaku is the way that people seem to be, be going. Do we feel that... I'm not, I don't want to labour the point about Lukaku. Do we think now, and I asked this question last season, that he is going to be consistent? Because every year we get into this, he goes on this hot streak and then he just seems to die off and that's the last we hear of him. Well, you look when, at when last we, year. Was... You look at last year, he was almost uh, competing with Jamie Vardy's record, wasn't he? He scored like seven in a row. Look at him on FPL. It does say his fixtures are amazing. It's just like got green all down the right-hand side. So he's got Middlesbrough, then Bournemouth, then Palace. Then he's got City, which is obviously a hard fixture. But then he's got Burnley and then West Ham. So pretty easy fixtures for the next month or so. Maybe uh, get rid of him after that, but he was in my plans to get rid of for Aguero. So it's going to be it's going to be a hard one to decide that one. What um, I, I do agree. I think he will continue to be inconsistent, but I think at the moment he's too good not to put in. What does that FDR rating on the side mean with the um, the green and things and the different numbers? You know. Oh, it's just the um, the difficulty, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember what it stands for. Fixture okay. difficulty difficult. rating. Yeah. If you hover over it, yeah. it'll tell you. Yeah, oh, it's interesting how they come up. Nice well, I'm, I'm going to throw mine in there next, and again, it's jumping on a weekend bandwagon. But I actually think he's getting back to his best. Um, and having watched the game against Swansea, I'm going to shout Diego Costa. My reason being, I think at the weekend he looked very dangerous against Swansea. He was up to his usual um, play acting, getting booked. He could have been sent off realistically. Um, but once again, he survived it. He's A lot of people have got him in their team, so he's worth 9.9, selected by 22.9% of, um, of fantasy football managers. But I'm looking at his fixtures, and actually he's got Liverpool at home, who I still don't fancy are particularly watertight at the back, and I think he'll exploit them. Game week six, he's then got Arsenal, and we all know that big Chelsea forwards have an absolute field day against the Gunners, home or away. And then he's got Holloway. So actually, although those fixtures don't look that appealing, I think if you look more into the detail, he I do fancy him to score. And I think he's got a little bit more in terms of creativity behind him. They look a better team under Conte this season. And I just think whilst Aguero's out, he's, he's perhaps the obvious next alternative that's going to free up money in your midfield. I mean, certainly this week, he's given me the opportunity to get De Bruyne. I do think you could 
be looking at each game and worrying about if he gets a card, if he gets sent off. I know he still hasn't, but... Especially, that's more so, especially with the big games against Liverpool, against Gunners, his next two fixtures. Because of the the heightened pressure of being a big game, he's more susceptible to being sent off. His last fixture against Gunners, um, this time of the season last year, I can't believe how he didn't get stamped. um, sent off for stamping the fixtures are tough he's in form isn't he like with four goals and his assist but um, I just think it's a dodgy one it's a bit of a gamble I think with Everton's fixtures with West Ham's fixtures I think they're, they're better picks out there but I, I I was certainly interested in him as well and his price at 9.9 is, is brilliant for the strikers especially for his goals that he's had already. So, uh, Lloyd, I mean, you, you've pitched Costa in the past. What's your view on him now a few game weeks later? Yeah, I think a good, solid choice. I think he's an alternative if you don't want Lukaku or if you don't, if you can't afford Ibra and Aguero when he comes back. So, yeah, Costa's he's, he's going to play up front every game and he's going to score goals. So it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, he's at risk of getting sent off, but if that's just one game week and you can transfer him out, I think he's a, he's always a good option. He's always going to score goals. Absolutely. And, um, and, and Lloyd, what about you? Who have you got in mind for your panel's pick? Uh, I guess mine's an obvious one-ish one as well. Uh, but since he's changed position, he's been absolutely on fire. And again, he was in my starting eleven if I had pressed the confirm button in time. Uh, and that's Antonio. So he's got four goals this season already. And for me, his fixtures look pretty good as well. He's got West Brom, then Southampton, then Middlesbrough, then Palace and Sunderland. So for me, with current form taken into consideration, that's five or six quite easy games in a row. Uh, he's only 7.1 still, so he's reasonably priced, 10.5%. So that is going to rocket pretty quickly. So I think get him in and get him in quick. I think he'll be going up up towards eight million by in a couple of weeks' time. Interesting. So you think there's potential for a real rise on him as well? Yeah, massive potential with Antonio. That's who I had in in mind as well. Their fixture list is it blows Everton's out of the water. West Brom, Saints, Middlesbrough, Palace, Sunderland, Everton, Stoke, and he's the man in 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 form at the moment. So he he was going to be my pick as well. I think he's 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 pretty he's looking pretty sharp. Can I just <laughs> thinking you, you were going to say Antonio as well? Then come. So uh, yeah, can I just add to that? I was looking at the stats between him and Payet, and uh, just in the last game alone, obviously Payet gave the two assists and with that magical Rabona, if you all saw it. But Antonio's uh, two and a half million less, and he had seven attempts on goal, whereas Payet had five. So you can always see uh, goal returns from Antonio more, and he he's involved in most of the play going forward. All the passes he's doing in the final half, he's uh, he's hitting it just as much as Payet at the moment. So yeah, the difference in price and value value for Antonio over part I do think at the moment you've got to go Antonio so Antonio price wise and in terms of actually evidence of, of you know potential for scoring is much greater with him yeah exactly so we've got a bit of a range there in terms of our panels picks now let's uh, let's go back to the uh, the train station where Reese is now let's go back to our differentials <laughs> so our differential league's been picking up pace in the last few weeks. Iceman, can I come to you just to uh, feedback what the scores are at the moment? Uh, yeah, last week, so you shouted Rooney, who only scored one. Beard shouted Gazola, he scored nine. That puts him in first place overall now. Woodsy shouted Walker. And he's not, he's not even here. He's not even here. <laughs> he, he'll come back eventually uh, when he stops crying about being bottom of our league. Yeah, Woodsy shouted Walcott, who scored two points. And Lloyd shouted Sanchez, who got that nice sub appearance, although he could have scored. Um, he had a decent chance. And then I shouted Benteke, who got seven points. So the current totals are uh, Bully, you're on 12 points, so you're in second. Beard is on oh, right. 16, so he's in first. Woodsy's on nine, so he is in fourth. I'm on 11, so I'm in third. And unfortunately, Parker was uh, second last week and now he is bottom on eight always good to hear that so let, well, always good to hear that well Reese, you as you've uh, sort of uh, chimed in there i'm going to ask you who would your differential pick be for this week um well there was there was lots going on i made a full-on rap sheet of boys that i was thinking about two of them you sort of touched on already with Cazola, still at 
uh, 6.7, but the fixtures put me off a little bit. Obviously, he's been in form, got two in his last match. and I had a look at Lallana as well, because he's been a bit more of a permanent fixture. Again, played 90 minutes for the last two fixtures and a goal at 8.8. But again, what I sort of alluded to with some of the Everton fixtures... Um, being Middlesbrough, Bournemouth, Palace, City um, and Burnley, my two differential picks, if I can even push two in, or you take your pick, basically. Well, I'll go with Morales then. He's 6.6. He's sort of 80, 60, 90 minutes. He's got goal, two assists, and he's only 4.5 um, on the differential. So he is going to be my pick because those fixtures, they're starting to come to form. Confidence is going to be high from their last fixture. I would have had him or Balassi, but um, take your pick. OK, we're going with Morales. So I'm going to go for the red side of Liverpool. I'm going to go for Roberto Firmino for my differential. Still only oh. selected by 8.4 million. He was mine. Were you, were you going to have... Yeah. All right, OK. No, you can. Um, you can have him. What 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 happens tough now? Titties. Tough titties. Yes, yeah, tough titties for me. I have to swap. Oh, okay. All because I got in there first. Right. Well, I'm going to stick with him then. So 8.4 percent <laughs> ownership at the moment. He's had a great game week. Um, scored those couple of goals. Liverpool look really good. Next three games are against Chelsea, which is usually high scoring between the two clubs. Uh, Hull City at home and then Swansea away. So I. I do think that if, if anyone is going to start for Klopp and isn't going to be rotated, it will be Firmino and occasionally gets game time up front as well. So he, for me at the moment, 8.4 million is a very cheap striking option, even though he's in midfield, if you know what I mean. Great shout, Pete. Great shout. Thank you. What was your differential going to be? <laughs> uh, it's actually Lloyd to go next, but mine was going to be Firmino. So Lloyd is I, I just wanted you. To, I, I just wanted you to say it was yeah. going to be your pick. So yeah, Okay. Awesome. And uh, Parker? Parker, who are you thinking of your differential? I'm going to flip back over to the blue side of Liverpool. Uh, oh, wow. And I'm going for a right-back who's just come into contention again, and that is Seamus Coleman. Ooh. He is five... 0.4 million, so he's cheaper than Baines on the left-hand side, and he's 1.4% ownership only, so a big differential. And there's a couple of seasons ago when he was absolutely prolific, and I think the way Kuman likes to play and the success that Bertrand and Klein had when he was there, I think Seamus Coleman could be a good way of getting into the Everton defence. Bit of a differential with some good attacking options. So 1.4% yeah. Seamus Coleman. That's a decent one that I have to admit I like the sound of that. Um, what do you boys think of this um, midfielder for Tottenham, the Asian lad Son? Son, I don't think he's going to get that much game time. I think they did it yeah. last year. He he scored a couple last year, and then I think Lamella's just going to come in his place, which is unfortunate because uh, his strike this game week was awesome, straight in the top corner. Yeah, well, bagging two and a cheeky assist, his, his only 90-minute appearance was pretty solid effort. Yeah. That actually, or whether that's a gamble. Uh, go on, go on, the hard thing with Tottenham this year is going to be that they've got Champions League. So whereas last year, Pochettino basically used the Europa League as like a rotation tournament and he didn't really care, this year I think it's going to be much harder because he's going to be trying to do well in that and the Premier League. So there's a worry yeah. of me for with a lot of Tottenham players that they're going to get rotated very often that does lead me on to my differential I did have a second one backed up which is actually um, Deli Alley he looked very promising against yeah. Stoke he got a few chances I think uh, yeah it was five attempts on goal he had If he could have buried one if he didn't turn too much I think he hit one pretty embarrassing wide actually uh, but I think he just needs to get back into the rhythm again because as soon as he plays in that number 10 we saw it last season it was really good obviously it was at a lower price whereas this year he's a little bit higher at um, 8.3 at the moment so he's gone down 0.2 so Obviously, he's had a pretty good week this week with eight points, and I can see him against Sunderland at home next game, who obviously looked pretty dodgy against Everton. Then he hits Middlesbrough away, so his next two fixtures are pretty promising. Then he's got City, so obviously not strong, but then after that, West Brom and then Bournemouth. So going forward, Deli Alli, I think, if he does play, obviously we're not entirely sure if they're going to rotate too much for Champions League, but... If he does play, I do think Deli Ali is going to score high. He's only at seven percent owned at the moment. So yeah, Deli Ali. I like it. So so we're locked in then, lads. So let's just um, analyse that. So we've got Lloydy. Well, rather we've got uh, the Iceman is going for Deli Ali. I'm locked in on Firmino this week. 
Parker went for Coleman. And then Reese, whose team isn't in the league at the moment, but uh, if he keeps appearing like this, we will add what he has offered so far is going for Morales. I'm just going to throw in, uh, Woodsy has asked me to put forward his pick. It is Yannick Bolassi. Uh, I would like to interject there and say, fuck no. If he's not on the podcast, cut him loose, get him the super sub, the Welshman from down under. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to put that decision over to the, uh, the editor-in-chief. Um, yeah, I fully agree with you. Yeah. That sounds like it might not carry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if uh, Woodsy was here, he'd probably be talking about Balassi right now at... Um, He's got five uh, percent ownership. He's still only six million, and uh, we all know the fixtures for, for Everton coming up. Did did the beard offer a pick, Iceman? Um, I to be honest, I didn't ask him. We'll ask him after, oh. and then we'll put it on for didn't next week. Bother asking. Should, well, should we give him his pick? I think he should get zero points this week. He can't keep not turning up and getting late give him, picks. <laughs> give him, give him, give him some. Give him some. All right, zero point four. We don't know if he's going to even get a full ninety minutes. We, we highlighted, skipped over him. Give him that as a punishment. I think, to be fair, we have spent some, some time on this episode talking about Son. I, think, I feel that needs to be committed somewhere. I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> yes, give him that. That'll yeah, sort him out, man. Yeah. So, Son for the beard. Beard, if you're listening, then Son's your man. Have that. Right. <laughs> That's the punishment. So, that uh, takes us on to our captain's choices. We'll whisk around on these. Reese, who are you thinking for captain this week? Um, he did a cracking job. I'm just going to add in again. Lloyd, thanks for the suggestion. I'm going with <laughs> Lukaku again. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully you've got to be super confident after your hat trick. You've got great fixture against um, Middlesbrough. So Lukaku going again. That's my boy. Lukaku for the week. And going to the other side of the family league, Parker, who are you thinking? I am, am concerned with Lukaku because he's so inconsistent. You could see him not scoring anything. So I'm going to go with Mr. Kapue. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeesh. Yeah, it's got to be Lukaku, I think. Are you, are you bringing him in? Him. I love I to hear that. I think either Lukaku, the other one that tempts me is Ibrahimovic. I think Watford away, there's been a lot of goals in Watford games. I'm yeah. slightly tempted by that one as well. So we're thinking what you're, you're leaning on Ibrahimovic more, perhaps. Yeah. Lloydy, have you even got Lukaku in your team? I have now, yes. <laughs> ah, so after the sub, you've put him in. Brilliant. <laughs> and uh, Iceman, what about you? Uh, yeah, I've I've got a few options with mine in Lukaku, Ibrahimovic, and actually Sanchez, who's scored tonight at PSG. Um, yes. At the moment, it's on Ebra because yeah, he looks like a man possessed at the moment. He just wants to score goals, doesn't he? He's had, he had loads of shots in the last game, and that goal, God, it, it looked pretty simple, but it was well taken. No, that, such a technique. I was about to say the same thing. The technique on that, the flexibility, and the way he's got over the ball and still put it in the top corner with two men on the line, that yeah. was very impressive. It was good. And obviously, he scores loads of goals wherever he goes. You saw it last year at PSG, and I do think he's just going to continue scoring. I think... He is one of these which you're not kind of expecting a hat-trick, though. You're expecting either one or two. Not always seeing him in the Aguero stats or even Lukaku stats where he can uh, hit those big numbers. But I think I'm going to play safe. I'm quite high at the moment, so I'm going to play safe on Ibrahimovic. Interesting. Well, like yourself, I'm um, debating between a couple of players at the moment. I'm going to offer a differential choice, though. But I'd need a bit of feedback from you guys. Kevin De Bruyne played very well for me at the weekend, scored highly. He's he's potentially got a hamstring injury at the moment. So I yeah, think I for me, say, as, yeah. I, I'm not actually sure how bad that is. I mean, if any of you know better than me, then please pipe up now. But for me, if he's fit, I'm actually going to go armband on KDB against Bournemouth as a differential captain. If there's any doubts, I'm definitely going to be banking on Sanchez, even though he let me down last week. Who's um, who have City got in the Champions League? Borussia uh, Match and Gladbach. It got it was to... postponed tonight. Off. Yeah, sorry. So it's tomorrow night now at seven forty-five. So then, the City are playing on Saturday, are they? Three o'clock. Right. Well, if he doesn't feature in in the Champions League and he has a little bit of a rest, because it sounds like a, a rest game, then it's not too bad. I, I he was before Fancy League started. He's one of my top players, and he is going to. 
explode throughout this season. So, a bit of a gamble at this moment in time with his 75% chance playing, but I, I rate him. I, I think he's an absolute outstanding player. Uh, just to just to come back on that, Ben Diddenlady has put about KDB. He has been named in the starting eleven tonight, apparently, even after Saturday's scare. So obviously that's good news for it. If he's named tonight, then surely he's going to be named uh, on Saturday. That's it then. The armbands on KDB. I'm going to um, actually do that now live on the pod. I'm committing to that. <laughs> Uh, I'm pressing the button, KDB, mate captain, there it is. If you want to check that out, have a look at my team on there. KDB is my skipper. We, we, we can't I view can't, your team. Can't wait, just, I can't wait for him to pull up 10 minutes into this fixture with a with a full-grade tear of the hamstring and then not play on Saturday, knowing that somebody's just committed a yeah. captaincy. So that would be one to watch. Excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all the more banter for the next pod. I'm willing to uh, to commit myself to that. So let's see what happens. I know you can't look at my team, but you know, have a look. Three o'clock Saturday, and you'll be able to see right there. Yeah, it's good to get uh, it in early as well and and commit now. There's nothing worse than leaving your wild card selection to last minute, suggesting Lukaku <laughs> and then not putting him in. Well, depending, um, I'll be looking at my team at eleven forty on Saturday, making a decision whether to change it or not. So we'll, uh, yeah, eleven. Uh, 7.45, good, good, good decision there. Five minutes notice. Mate, on Friday at 11.25, it's still too late because it's a Friday evening kickoff. So Oh, touche, touche. All right, fair enough. How does that saying go, people in uh, glass houses shouldn't throw stones, like? <laughs> uh, people in glass houses grow tomatoes as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Alan Parker would be proud. Um, yeah. Quick question as well for me. Mr. Sanchez, will Captain Random, a.k.a. Arsene Wanker, decide to play him this week or not? Well, yeah, obviously he was resting him for tonight's game against PSG because uh, he just yes, came back from international. He will play him. He's Wanker. <laughs> that's, that's my input. Everyone has their own opinion, Lloyd. And mine's that Wanker's a Wanker. Just just to reiterate what you did say there, Lloyd, the deadline is on Friday. So if you are listening, make sure you get your team ready, uh, unlike Parker did, before 7 yeah. o'clock on the 16th. That is the deadline. So for those That's of you... That's a Friday night game, isn't it? Uh, Chelsea versus what, what's, Liverpool. What's, what's the deadline if you're in um, Melbourne, Australia, James? <laughs> uh, 7 o'clock Friday night, mate. Can you work that out? Is it, is it actually like Sunday at 6 a.m.? <laughs> that will be that will be Saturday um, at whatever time is Melbourne nine yeah, hours ahead. <laughs> I mean, you've got to make this podcast global, haven't you? So I, I make sure you've got that uh, worked out before the next podcast, please. I, I was just about to add in there when we first started this, we we put out a number of Facebook ads, and uh, a lot of them mistakenly targeting uh, <laughs> our fans in Rio in Brazil so actually if you look on our Facebook group we've got about 200 listeners in Brazil hello to you um, I can't speak Portuguese so I, I can't really communicate but the Iceman will have the exact time for you to get your transfers made in the next pod as well guaranteed so that takes us to the end of our captain's choices Iceman have you got anything from Twitter yeah Twitter's kicked off again we have a few questions so first question is from mo hazari uh, he asks when will we realize kapue is a fourth midfielder and not a fifth midfielder he's a bitter kapue bencher like the rest of us so when are we going to realize this boys well Can we've I kind just, of discussed this already haven't we the only thing i'm going to throw into the kapue debate is he was actually a standout midfielder when he was back in france i think he was at uh well, i'm not sure if it was it wasn't saint etienne Whoever he was originally signed from for Spurs, he was in great form when he came to the Premier League. Actually, Arsenal were looking at him as well. He was kind of that next holding midfielder that was coming through. Then he got injured and he didn't really get back in the Spurs team with the, I suppose, the arrival of people like Deli Alley. Ericsson and the such so he didn't really get a chance now he's back to full fitness he's playing regularly and well I, I fancy him to go on doing at least well in the short term whether he's going to keep scoring or not I'm not sure but I think in a team like Watford he can sort of just do what he wants thrive and he's got two good strikers in front of him who if on form will score so I don't think he's an obvious holding midfielder to drop yet yeah I think I agree with that ball ditto <laughs> sounds, sounds like a wise choice for me Okay, moving straight on, we've got a question from Sushant20. 
He says, worth getting Spurs and City coverage this week by dumping Chelsea and Liverpool assets or just wait until Aguero is back and save a free transfer. Um, I don't know why you want to dump Chelsea and Liverpool assets. I think they're playing quite well at the moment, especially Liverpool. Um, and Chelsea, up until the Swansea game, have been doing all right. So I wouldn't necessarily dump them for Spurs or City, although Spurs and City are playing really well. Um it's a tough one because everyone's going to want Aguero back and you've got to think you can't get everyone in your team so don't just break up your team for no reason Anyone that was else? very conclusive there James <laughs> you can't have everyone in your team don't break up your team to get everyone in your team <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you've told us there but it's it fantastic it makes perfect sense I was also confused me. I just didn't know whether it got lost in translation coming the other side of the world that was very confusing <laughs> I think what James is trying to say is that the issue this year is, is there's a lot of players and they're all priced at a similar bracket. So you've got like Sanchez, Hazard, even like Deli Ali, Coutinho, Firmino, and they're all between like 8 and 10 million. So you've just got to take a punt. I agree with James. You don't need to transfer those guys out. I think you've got to wait until Aguero comes back in to get use your free transfer for that. Yeah. Agreed. Aguero is a must, isn't it? So it's, whoever it's, you're going to favour, you've got to have to work it to get him in. I think next week it will be an interesting debate that we're going to have to have around how do you fit a grow in your team if you want Ibrahimovic and Lukaku in your team as well because it's yeah. going to take Yeah, that's that's what I'm really struggling with now because uh, I mean last time I was on I was raving about my midfield but considering Sterling Coutinho and a few players have been fucking blanking it's more about the strikers now all of the boys are starting to come to form so you've got um, Vanovic, Costa, Lukaku and obviously Aguero so you need to have those in definitely two as a bare minimum or if you're really going to try and gamble I'm, I'm looking to try and drop three of the fuckers in because I still think Costa's a really good price but then can I afford to have Ibrahimovic as well as Aguero I mean I'm, that's what I'm going to start moving towards well, let me just propose to you, a, uh, in anticipation of that, a cheap four-man midfield to get all your big hitters in. Um, based on form this season, you've got Kapu at 4.8, Leroy Fair at 5.2, Wilf Zaha at 5.4, and then, uh, no, there's no one else. Oh, Stuart Downing, there you go, 5.4 million, ultra-cheap midfield, um, <laughs> if you want to destroy your is... team. Main issue of that for me is Leroy Fur. Have you seen the fixtures coming up for Swansea? Yeah. Leroy Fur, let me tell you, is fixture. God, they're difficult, mate. <laughs> My God, they're difficult. <laughs> yeah, I would stick away from Leroy Fur just because I think what's he got? He has got, let me just show, bring it up. So, Hampton, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal. Ooh, <laughs> I would stick away from that. <laughs> um, I mean, just to seriously add to the debate around. Um, chopping and changing players at this point the only player and I called him a few weeks ago that I think is worth changing if you're going to is bringing in Christian Eriksen for Spurs I thought he looked very good at the weekend um, involved in two goals so if you're going to change anybody possibly Eriksen would be the only one nailed on I would say for Spurs at the moment okay oh, you're just talking about Spurs otherwise he should be in your panels pick again <laughs> the only man to bring in this week is Eriksen <laughs> yeah yeah I can see that yeah great Okay. Back to you, Iceman. Okay, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so we've got uh, Antarctica FPL has said Watford defence a good call for their upcoming fixtures. He does say easy fixtures. What? They do have a few easy fixtures coming up, actually. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, what, what we just had a look. They've got Burnley away, Bournemouth at home, Middlesbrough, Swansea, Hull. They have got Man United next, but after that, yeah, there's four or five nice fixtures in a row so it could be worth it actually it could be a good shout the other one to look at again the other end of the pitch is potentially looking at Dini or Agalo as a, a cheap preferred striker defensive wise yeah I don't know I don't really know many of their defenders maybe uh, Yanmak could be an interesting one the guy from Newcastle he gets forward he quite was, a lot doesn't he yeah he gets forward quite a lot Ooh, thanks for that last year he got uh, involved in six goals the year before nine goals so. <laughs> I'd say maybe Yanmak could be a good shout 
Yeah, I mean, look, in terms of consistency, the, the only player I'd look at there is Yadna. But I think Kabul will probably start as well. He's only 4.5. Potential threat from corners. But yeah, it's one to think about. Yeah, thanks for that. Moving on to the next question. Padfall is asking a question. He says, is it essential to plan to get Aguero back when the forwards like Lukaku could prove to be extra spicy? What do you reckon of that, Paul? Spicy. Love that description. Top spicy. I uh, no, I think at the moment for me, Aguero hasn't been out of an injury. He's been out because he's banned. He's been rested. He was in top form before he went off. City haven't slowed down either. For me, he, he's an absolute essential at the moment. It's worth accommodating cheaper players for the explosive return that you're going to get off him. Like we've said, Lukaku could be good one week, not so good the next. We talked about the issue with Costa, the pros and cons. I think Aguero is the only banker in FPL at the moment up front, so I, I think he's essential. Yeah, agree with that. Lloyd, what do you reckon? Completely agree with Ballard. And Reese. Yes, I mean, it's it's you just can't doubt him, can you? He's... He's top-notch. The rest is only going to aid his his performance because he's usually a bit susceptible to injury. But that nice little rest period, he's going to come back and explode, I'm sure of it. Yeah, totally agree with you all there. Um, the only problem with what I've got now is uh, I did plan to have, because I did my wild card and I had Sanchez and Lukaku, and I was planning to get rid of Sanchez and Lukaku for, I say, a 7 million midfielder and Guerra himself. But with Arsenal's fixtures, Everton's fixtures, it will be difficult come the time. But who knows, there may be an injury to, say, Ibrahimovic, and it might make it easier for me. But yeah, moving on to the next question. Why not? Oh, why not? Sorry, on that note, why not Rooney? Let's talk about Rooney because me and Lloyd started off with him up top. He's only still around the nine mil mark. So, I mean, he's always involved in play. He's a good little link if you want to try and get those three strikers up front. What's your boys' thoughts on, on Rooney being a potential sub but still having, still having a Man United player in there if you want to try and drop out? Ibrahimovic, not for me. I just think Rooney. He's Why, getting deeper lady? and deeper. He's just getting deeper and deeper, mate. He played really poorly in the Manchester derby. I just think there's better strikers out there for the nine million. I think Lukaku cost is only a bit higher. If not, I'd prefer to go lower, like a Jermaine Defoe, and then use my money elsewhere. To be honest. Uh-huh. Okay, you completely shat over that. Uh... Opinion. Thank you very much. Also, also looking That's at nice. his back in your box. <laughs> back in your box. Also, back in my box. <laughs> also looking at his stats, they they aren't great. He's you know he had one attempt in the last game. You look at his attempts overall. He, he's had ten in four. So that's uh, it's not great, is it? Uh, I know he's scored two so far, but his FPL returns aren't great. I do think he's a, he's a decent player to to have on the pitch of Man United. They kind of balances it out a little bit with uh, Ibrahimovic up top. Pete, what do you reckon? I mean, I called Rooney as my differential last week, and I honestly believed he was going to have a big derby, but I was proved horribly wrong. Yeah, I don't think he's he's one that you could say isn't an option. I think the issue is Ibrahimovic is playing in front of him, and a lot of the play or the final play is going to him. So most of the uh, the press is going to, to Ibra. He's getting the goals at the moment. And, and like uh, Lloydie said, I do think I'd prefer perhaps Acosta, who's your main man, or a Lukaku at the moment, rather than Rooney. But I, I don't think he's dead in the water yet. We're still going to see some returns from him. Yeah, fair points. Okay, last question is from Kuda Godfrey. He loves the question. I do listen to the other podcasts, and he asks every single podcast a question. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna answer it. Sensible man, always looking to learn. He is, yeah, good lad. So he already owns Lukaku, and he doesn't want Ibrahimovic for game week five. So which two would you buy from Benteke, Costa, Iniacho, Kane, Vardy, and Dini? Reese, which two would you buy out of those? Um, I well, fixtures. Uh, you, I disagree with what you said about the Chelsea fixtures. I think Costa, even though he's bang in form, everything goes for him. He, I guarantee you, I'm going to put my neck on the line. Is going to get red carded in the next two fixtures. <laughs> so I'm going to say no for him. And I think Kane. He obviously hadn't had a good start to the season. I don't think. He had enough rest time. I think he appeared in every fixture, but just a small amount of minutes. Um, but he's got his goal back now, last fixture. So confidence will start to come back. Who, who have they got? Who Tottenham? Yes. Uh, Sunderland. Yes. And they're at home, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's my man. Get him in. Kane, great shout. 
And Lloyd, which out of those two would you have? Just for this game week, I'd go Costa and Kane. If it was slightly more long-term, I'd be tempted with Kane and Deeney because of Watford's fixtures beyond this game week. Amble? Um, I, I'm not com- I'm not convinced on Harry yet. Yes, he got his goal, but it, it literally was under the crossbar when he put it in. So I'm not convinced that's enough to suggest he's back on form. I'm going to say Costa because I've backed him already. And I'm going to shout Benteke as well. Not yeah. the random Benteke that suddenly came on in the second <laughs> half, who I'd never heard of before, oh, yeah, but brother. the Christian. Yeah. His brother, yeah, was that is that by merit? Was that part of the deal to sign? What <laughs> does anybody know the situation there? Because that that really shocked me. I've got to say, I've no idea. It just suddenly appeared on the pitch, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's his brother. Yeah, that, a little bit confusing. Now, I'm going to shout Christian Benteke as a differential um, and as someone who is very much form player. Um, I thought he looked dangerous as well, and he's going to be the main man for Palace. Um, but I'm going to stick to my original Costa shout as well. Yeah, I I agree with with you, Billy. Costa is a card risk, but he is scoring at the moment and he is in form. And you can see Benteke on the score sheet a lot more now. Palace are getting the crosses in the box. That's what they bought him for. He's getting those headers. So, yeah, Benteke and Costa for me. So that is the end of Twitter. Thanks for all your questions. We are sorry if we didn't get to answer all the questions, but keep, keep them coming. Thanks, Ice Man. Well, let's. Uh, that, unfortunately, this week, in the absence of the Beard and Woodsy, we're not going to have a quiz. Hopefully, back with that next week. But I can t- tell you a few ways to get in contact with us. Follow us on fantasyfootballsurgery.com. There's some new descriptions on there of the surgeons. So if you want to get to know a bit more about us, have a look on there this week. More content to come. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash fantasyfootballsurgery. Our main Twitter handle is FF underscore surgery to contact us on there. Please send us your questions. As you can see, you get some uh, a mixture of answers, and I'm hoping there's some nuggets and uh, help in there somewhere. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes as well, and you can also email us. Iceman, can I, can I ask you for the email address? Yeah, it's ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. We've been we've been doing this now for 31 episodes. I'm never going to remember that, I have to say. So uh, we'll have to write it down somewhere. Please join our mini league. So um, the code for that is 17603-6718. Um, you can follow in the footsteps of Mohamed Al-Kayassi last year for a prize at the end of the season and to pit your team against the surgeons. All that is left to do is to say goodbye to, first of all, the man on the move, the man down under, hashtag back in your box. Thank you for your time, Reese. Um, good night and God bless. I can't say that I'm going to be coming on this podcast again due to the horrible treatment I've had, uh, but it has been an enjoyable experience, as always. <laughs> we will welcome you back in, in future of open arms. Oh, Send yes. your lemons to Lloydin. Thank you, sir. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Get, make sure you get those transfers in early this time, unlike me. <laughs> for the Iceman, the Editor-in-Chief. Yeah, see you guys. Good luck in your game weeks. And from me, Burley, once again, thanks for listening, and it's goodbye from us. Joy, I can get off the uh, mute button now and slag the fuckers off with loud noises in the background. <laughs> hashtag and back loads in of your box. Hashtag fuck your box. <laughs> oh god, um, that was a lot better. That apart from obviously my background noise in terms of your timing, boys. The quiz nonsense didn't happen, and I've still got a. 15-minute walk to my work, so that was really good. Oh, good. Perhaps you could, perhaps you could take pictures of the local wildlife, like the bats <laughs> yeah. and pants. Yes, we heard them quite a lot. Bats, 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 not this time. <laughs> um, I, I'll definitely sh- send you a few pictures of some uh, cockatoos. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh, he God, does love Oh, too, so, I really uh, love a cockatoo. Really, yeah. Well, it's Lloydie's favourite bird. <laughs> right, oh. boys. Um, it was a pleasure, yeah, cheers, as always. Um, definitely want some of a abuse left in there, James, of me slagging off Woodsy. So see if you can get that in there. I'll see what I can. Why, do. What's his actual reason for not being able to appear?
He's working. Boyman. Working. He's working. Okay, that's a fair enough excuse. <laughs> in, in, the, in the loosest term and use of the word possible, Woods is working. <laughs> How come? How come he's texting you all the way through this then? Yeah, I know because he's really working. Annoying. Is it because he's working? I'm definitely putting that my phone away working. next time. Is it me? I'm or sorry, can you, that, can you hear it sounds like ET there? is in the background. Is that Lloyd? Lloyd? Yeah, I'm here. Oh God! No, it's you, mate. Your your mic's mucked up again. What's happened with it? I don't know. It keeps ha- it happened last time. Remember, it just okay. It's better now. I think. Yeah, better. Yeah, that's better. What, what is that? Do you reckon? I don't know. I just unplugged it and plugged it back in. And it worked. Yeah. Okay. It's the spiritual gods of FPL telling me not to captain KDB, but I'm not changing. That's a strange one. Um, right. Okay. Where was I? Uh, Twitter. Oh yeah. Reese, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> Incredible. I love how I love how you boys think it's super easy to one predict the announcement, <laughs> two time it with an interjecting question that you boys. Reese, you got me switched on. If you're going to get involved, if you're going to get involved, you got me switched on. I'm last minute call up, and I'm also gambling. What I'm using here is a wooden seconds. spoon, and I'm just mixing oh, around. But- I, I literally can't. I can't literally take part in a podcast in my kitchen with a microphone, let alone doing it walking on my commute to work. Exactly. Fucking here comes oh, another good. stop. I'm going to mute. <laughs> Sorry, Reese. You've left yourself unmuted. I'm assuming you're going to say something soon. No, I wasn't. I just thought that the noise level was bearable. Yeah, because I'm off the train, but I will go back onto my. I'll get back into my corner and get back in my box. <laughs> I'll go to mute. Sorry, sorry for ruining your podcast. Sorry, mate. Um, it's just... Can we get um, hashtag? Can we get hashtag back in your box trending on Twitter, please? <laughs> okay, moving I on. I just like how. Sorry, come oh, on. Sorry, how is the noise level so bad when I'm actually just on the phone? It's, you can hear it, mate. It's uh, if if I was it's to play terrible, it back to it? you, yeah, I'll, I'll play it back to you when I'm editing, and you can see how, oh, how, how bad it is. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get back in my box now. <laughs> Hashtag back in your box. Back in my box. Sorry, I'm totally lost my child of fact. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read what Lloyd and uh, Woodsy are putting in the group at the same time. James, can you can you get back in your box if you can't even put <laughs> a sentence together? Back in your box. Back in your box. Um, so, sorry, Reese, uh, I've got Lloyd and uh, Woodsy um, typing away on. Uh, our group, and I'm just like trying to read it at the same time. I don't know why. Anyway. Well, do, do they not know you're doing an amazing podcast? <laughs> if Woodsy can have the time to text, then surely he can get his ass on here, <laughs> and then I wouldn't have to interrupt my lovely commute two hours to Sunbury. <laughs> so, that is a strong commute. Uh, I'll, I'll finish off where I was going with it. Um, Thank you very much. Good luck, everyone. Make sure you get these in up. Sorry, Lloyd, can I say it it again, Lloyd, because Reese didn't mute himself. (laughs) Get back in your fucking box. (laughs) Um, 